Happy New Year! It's 2017, and time to look back on our sex and relationship failures and successes, and lock in on our New Year's resolutions. Trisha Hirschberger and Sina Ahmedson join in. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T, and I'm A. Welcome, welcome! It's the new year. I love New Year's. I do too because it it is like I love these sort of perennial checking ins and you know starting fresh. Yeah, I feel like I do that throughout like the whole year, but um, <laughs> well, we I'm did that Scorpio in the fall. and deep and but I have to, but but no, in the New fall Year's we is did like that. the epic, like yeah. the epic epic. I think that I do feel like a seasonal impact based on seasons, <laughs> uh, like no, but but the changes like in the fall we talked about kind of you know, you turning over a new leaf and you feel like things come to a close the same way that like winter is afoot. Yeah. And so do you feel that way with New Year's? Is that what you're saying? No. And then then New Year's is like its own thing, which is like it's a new birth. Right. Right. But, you know, spring is afoot. I I tangibly felt I completely felt different like New Year's Day. And it wasn't just a hangover. Mm. (laughs) Like I literally like it's like something was different in the air. 2017 is different. I wish I had exactly that, but I, I did have this very surreal experience driving back from San Francisco to LA and Google Maps rerouted me through what I would call like a magical forest, like mist rolled in and then I, I literally splashed through rivers that were flooding wait, the highway. Wait, but on mm. your way back from San Francisco to LA? Yeah. Like you, I thought you were on your way to a party or something. I was. I was on my way but to was a party. It like a, was it like a desert To, to ring party? in the new year? No, I was driving to a party in Los Angeles from San Francisco. It routes me off of the five. I go, well, Google knows best. And I and I veer off. You know, my cousin, my my brother's wife works there too now. And she's like in charge of Google Maps. I totally like made a video and tagged her and was like, yo, I don't know what happened. Everyone thinks I was on mushrooms. I'm like, I'm telling you, I went, I had this. I thought you were going to like a desert rave or something. No, exactly. Everyone thought I was high as a kite. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm in the woods. Like mist has rolled in. I think a spaceship's going to pick me up. And I said, I'm, I crashed through these this river like water twice and then I'm going around cars because I don't want to be late for the new year party I'm like oh my god I'm gonna be in my car when when the countdown happens and so I'm like racing like 70 on this like one-way highway you know like this the two-lane road and all of a sudden I see this caravan of cars and they're going so slow and I thought okay I'm just gonna pass them and all of a sudden we enter like a wall of frost and the whole forest is frosty and the trees are covered in it and and there's snow on the ground and we're now driving through like thick snow which is not wild for anyone in an area that is snowy <laughs> but kind of for Cal- but that's, that's what i'm saying it's crazy. california i'm just driving back to la like yo whatever like be there in 4 hours yo <laughs> And like all of a sudden I'm on this wild winter wonderland. So that was your New Year's Eve. Yes. And then I did make it right after the New Year and I went to a party where, you know, I had a drink and and in the New Year. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, it was actually beautiful. It was sort of like this reminder to connect with Mother Nature. Yeah. The stars were amazing up there. Yeah. (laughs) Is that your is that your story for five minutes of foreplay? Oh, God, we jumped in. No, I had another story. (laughs) (laughs) Story time. Guys, it's so exciting. So much happens over the holiday because we visit family and everything. I had quite a sexy holiday. There was lots of sex going on. Oh, yeah, I know. I always, I'm like, oh God, anyone I'm dating, don't listen to this. <laughs> I mean, do, uh, don't do. Um, yeah, I know a friend of mine that I like reconnected with in New Orleans and we went to a concert and then we were like walking home 
And we're like, oh, let's like take this path along the levee. And we were, you know, you could see the Mississippi River and stuff. And we started making out. And then we ended up just we had sex on the levee. And I tell you this because there was sort of this vertical angle like we did in the super. And we're like, this is really awkward. And we're like trying to make sure that we didn't end up rolling down the hill. But it turns out that the hill angle kind of creates more like pressure. <laughs> Wait, him like hill angle, your heads are downward or up? Downward? Well, I decided to try. So we tried it both where I was actually my head was up. And, and, and that worked too. But then I rotated and I went upside down. So my head is down and I'm like facing downward, not that, not on my stomach, but on my back down. <laughs> and so blood is able to sort of like rush to your head, I guess, right? And in, in a way you're like reversing the natural flow. And then he's on top of me. So I'm trying to get a visual for this. It's very difficult. It okay. was, I don't even know what a levee looks like. But it's okay. I'll, I'll Google it after. <laughs> well, it's just a hill that prevents the Water, waters right, from flooding right, right. Okay. into the beautiful city of New Orleans. <laughs> and uh, well, now you can check that off your list. Yeah, exactly. It was so it wasn't meant to be on the list. It was wasn't even I wanted to note it wasn't about the eroticism of public sex it was more like oh this feels really good let's just go with it yeah and then there was comically like one biker came by and it's at night and then we both were like completely silent stop moving yeah and then I just I was like this is so funny I started laughing out loud and we were all laughing out loud and the biker like started laughing (laughs) it was cute (laughs) it was at night you know in the dark I did not have sex over the holidays Mm. Um, I stayed, I, yeah, I was, I was in town and, uh, no, it's been, it's just been manic getting ready for this trip, you guys. Like, yeah. like my life is consumed with, with, Planning. I mean, I leave next week. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And so the funny thing is, is that like, I, I feel bad saying, it's not that nothing, I want to, I was going to say nothing's going right, but that's not true. Everything's going right, but like, it's just not going the way I thought. <laughs> like it would oh, all yeah. be going you know what I mean so valuable like lesson I've, I've had this plan of and I'm a planner you know and so I've had this plan of like how this trip's gonna work out and you know what where I'm gonna go and how and, da, 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 and like it's all like nope 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 and so it's pushing me down this path that I'm like okay like surrender you know like go down this path and it which has been a beautiful lesson but so right, it's kind of cool that like versus... magic has already started to open up in terms of like who's showing up to host me and like it's been this I, I don't know. I think this trip is going to be a really magical, like super crazy magical life changing like yeah. trip and like learning lesson. But um, what is the trip that you are uh, going well, on no, for I, anyone well, I'm going, who's new? I'm going, on, I'm going on a trip to Europe for three months to uh, to endeavor to write this book that's been in my mind, this sexuality book. And uh, so, yeah, it's, but it's I'm going to be couch surfing. You guys i have never I've only couch surfed once in Russia. Don't. Oh Don't my God, of all places, Russia. That's <laughs> no, it terrifying. was fine. It was fine. It was St. Petersburg. It was fine. Okay. But anyway, but like, so it's just going to be this wild, crazy, right? I don't, I'm totally like, there's some some historical places and some research and stuff I want to do. So I, I have like those places I want to go check out. But other words, it's just going to be like, you know, I'm going to take a carry on. I don't know how I'm going to pack three months worth of anything in a carry-on but it'll be you know but that way i can be mobile and on the fly so yeah you'll definitely want to <laughs> well you like stay it. tuned with what the hell is going to be going on because it's going to be kind of a wild trip yeah so well, they can follow you're going to make posts on social media totally i'm going to be youtubing um and, and i'll be on social media on, and on the show and my personal stuff so if you guys go to stephanieallen.com you can find all the links there and follow follow the crazy wild ride the like there. personal and then if you want to like know about your sex life we go to T.I. Talk Sex. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you know, within it'll reason. It'll all be, it'll all, whatever, yeah. And I will, I'll, I wonder if, well, I don't know what's going to happen. 
You wonder a, if- well, I think it's interesting how having to plan means like sex out the window, which, you know. Not why? Why? I'm, I'm going to be kidding. couch surfing. I'm looking Because at- you were planning a lot. No, I think you're going to end up having a lot of sex. That's why we have a show about it. Because we, we tend to err on that side. I don't know, you guys. What's with? I mean, with what's going on in the new year, which we'll get to, and my review, I don't know if sex is going to be. I'm kind of in relationship mode. What? Oh, to find a relationship. Kind of. I, I'll tell you about it. We'll, yeah, we're okay, going to get into it. In. I was going to say, let's okay. bring our guests officially on because we've like muzzled them while we're talking. <laughs> I'll give you our five minutes of foreplay. Yeah, exactly. Update you on, on levy angle sex. Very interesting. Adding angles. I would say an easy way to implement that at home would be a pillow under you. They have those wedges. Couple. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The wedge triangles. It's almost like that, except I had my own mossy, you know, grassy. I think a levy is the public much levy one. than the foam. It was. Fog was rolling in. I mean, it was beautiful. You could see, actually, it was funny. While I was on my back, vertical, I mean, you know, upside down, I could see all the stars above me. It was, it was beautiful, everyone. <laughs> Give it a try in your backyard. <laughs> okay. Bringing our guests, uh, Trisha Hirschberger, who has told us she is a planner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. Hi. Thanks uh, for having me on your show. Thanks so for being here. Trisha does a really fun segment called The Naked Truth that I love. I do. Yeah. I do a naked show on the YouTubes, and it's nowhere near as scandalous as it sounds. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's naked. It actually is naked, but it's from the shoulders up only, and it's uh, it's there as a vehicle for the vlogger to feel more open and vulnerable and communicate in just the way that you are today. Because yeah. the way that you are today is fine. So I do it. No makeup, no hairstyle, no jewelry, no editing. Um, and it's just, this is who I am today. And that's okay. And uh, the rest of the people who watch that show, a lot of them will make vlog responses in the same it's format. Amazing. So they have come to call themselves the Naked Army. So there's a bunch of people that just like to be naked uh, on the internet. <laughs> but it's not a sexy show. I try. I, I try to encourage people to keep it shoulders up only or however they're comfortable being framed. But we don't want to get in trouble by YouTube. And also, uh, it's just not really the point of the show. It's not a, it's not a, it's sexy in its openness, but not sexy in an enticing way necessarily. Sure. <laughs> I think, right. No, I, it's, I, I, <laughs> well, I love the honesty and the, and the point of being true to yourself. And I think for us, like our show has that goal as well. Totally. Um, yeah. Is, and just like your show, I like we don't shy away from controversial or touchy topics. The yeah, truth. exactly. Sometimes you need to talk about stuff that is a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's OK. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved your video actually talking about the weird things that happen to your body during pregnancy. <laughs> Trisha's pregnant. She, you're our first pregnant guest. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, this, this is history. Is, yay! Crazy! <laughs> well, this is the first time I've been pregnant, so it's history for me, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really weird is kind of the best way to describe <laughs> it. I mean, it's... Unlike yes, anything. Yes, it's precious and beautiful and all that stuff that you can find everybody saying online but it's also like you're growing a thing inside you that's not you. In fact, I was just <laughs> talking to someone the other day about, like, for the first time in my life, I'm growing a penis. Because <laughs> I, I know it's going to be a boy. So, like, I have now grown a penis. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. Like, good job, body. High five self, you know. Um, but, yeah, the whole process has kind of been like that. Like, it's just a bunch of weird changes that 
I, mentally and logically, we all know this is how humans work. But when it's actually happening to you, like, I feel like that scene out of Spaceballs where something's just going to pop right out of me with that top hat and a cane and start singing. Like, yeah. like there's something in me that's not me. And that's very bizarre, but also cool. Yeah. And um, and have you had, did you get new glasses like recently? Because you mentioned <laughs> eyesight changing. Yeah. So I have to wear glasses now. That's cool. I had no idea that was a thing that happens when you're pregnant, that your vision changes. Um, but I always thought I had 20-20 vision and now I need glasses. And not just for reading. No, all the time. Um, wow. And that will probably change again. The optometrist said that will probably change again in every trimester and after I deliver. So we'll see what I roll uh, yeah. as far as what I end up with. A new fashion afterwards. accessory. Yeah, yeah. So right now I have these awesome glasses. But no, I mean, there's just so many weird things that you're not expecting. And um, yeah, I know you watched that vlog, so you know this one. But the weirdest one for me is that it never occurred to me that I'd reach a certain level of pregnant where I couldn't see my own vagina. And that's very bizarre. <laughs> It's very bizarre. Like you're like in the shower and you're like, where where did it go? Like, you know, it's there. (laughs) Like, what if I wanted to trim some of that up? I can't. I mean, yeah, just I do. I get a fog free mirror maybe and attempt that. (laughs) Do you abandon or like what about your husband? Can you just make him put him to work? Okay, we'll see. And I I said to my husband, I got maybe half of that question out of my mouth. And he was like, nope, (laughs) no, not for me. Not doing it. He was like, I'll hold a mirror for Mm -hmm. you if you want. Like you can mirror to the left, mirror to the right. I'll be there for that. But he's like, there's no way I'm I'm putting a razor anywhere near your body. Yeah. So you think he's worried about being held responsible oh yes a hundred percent like i'm not gonna cut your precious yeah, like he's package. like that's not happening <laughs> i'm not, not on my watch it's <laughs> funny because i think i have a little bit of a fear of it my i'm like i don't want to cut myself so i'm i've had boyfriends where i'm like you do it really they, yeah well because you have a i feel like our poor well, no we're gonna are, here are we getting there yeah so let's, like, sorry let's bring cena I'm on fully enjoying this podcast. <laughs> I know, like, I'm like cena yeah. can't say anything yet because know, nobody knows that he's here we haven't properly introduced cena who i feel like a voyeur right now this is amazing <laughs> i'm just enjoying this really candid conversation keep going by all means. Yeah. nice i'm uh, learning so much well just to check in cena <laughs> is a comedian and um i love the saudi prince character that you do on you. the comedy central's roast battle thank you and uh and also i happened to meet you a few years ago when you were in a film that won the sundance grand jury prize oh we did meet there that's right yeah yeah yeah. uh circumstance back in 2011 yeah it was an amazing movie thank you yeah it was a pleasure to watch and you're very funny in it thank you (laughs) um did we leave anything else out that uh i'm I'm a busybody. i'm always doing something voiceover acting whatever uh yeah mostly comedy and roast battle is my thing right now it's uh all um, Sundays at 11 at Comedy Central this whole month. So. Right. And yeah. and the Saudi prince is a vulgar character that does not condone this sort of public free talk about sex. No, women shouldn't be speaking to him. <laughs> <laughs> no. TNA should yeah. not have a voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's so funny. Um, the, basically, to kind of the Cliff's notes of it is the, the roast battle is a, this like, it's a show where like a thousand moving parts, you know, there's uh, two battlers on stage. <clears throat> it's like a like eight mile style, you know, head to head rap battle, but instead with roast jokes but then there's also the referee which is brian moses he's like the host of the show then there's judges which are like celebrity judges like dave chappelle or whatever you know whoever's in town and then there's the haters table which is um essentially hecklers there um it started out with earl skakel doing this character which was based on tommy morris who was the booker of the comedy store who was a very outspoken opinionated 
racist kind of, uh, you know, like <laughs> sexist, <laughs> racist kind of guy. Wow. And he was not shy about it, but he kind of went, you know, did it under the guise of, I'm just being real. I'm just being honest. You know, I'm a realist or whatever. And uh, and so he would kind of do this kind of character. He'd do, he'd do his voice and do his like kind of like mannerisms and stuff and basically judge the show as if the booker of the comedy store was watching the show and he'd be like, you know, not enough racism for me or that joke wasn't, you know, or whatever. And he did it with his partner, his girlfriend at the time, Whitney Rice. And then when they broke up, uh, she went on to do other things and she's really successful in doing other stuff. And um, he would let some of us regular battlers kind of sit in with him and help him. And it was weird because he's doing this character where he's like, I'm not really being Earl Skakel right now. I'm being Tommy Morris saying these racist things. And then we would join him and I'd be like, hi, I'm Cena Amundsen. Here's a racist thing. And I'm like, oh, I feel kind of weird saying racist stuff as me. So I decided to come up with a character and I was reading the newspaper and there was this real Saudi prince in Beverly Hills who had rented or uh, leased or whatever this big palace, this compound or whatever in, in the hills. And um, they were having parties and doing whatever. And the neighbors ended up calling the cops because they'd seen a bloodied woman trying to scale the eight-foot wall of the compound trying to escape. And so they called the cops. Cops showed up. They find kilos of cocaine and heroin. And all these women that had been hired to be like, you know, bartenders and waitstaff and whatever, American girls, you know, and they were being kept as sex slaves. They were chained up and they were being pissed on and <gasps> being like forced for oral sex and all this other stuff. And, you oh know, they God. were like, and I'm reading this article going like, oh, my God. God, this guy's going to prison. Like, this guy is like, you know, this is going to cause a war or something like that. You know, read the rest of the article. The prince was, you know, given a fine and sent home and nothing happened to him. He's forcing American women to oh have sex God. with him and oh he's, he's raping and, and, yeah, doing all this stuff. And I'm going like, the fucking, and like the fine, I mean, this guy's a billionaire, you know? So I'm like, the you know, this guy, like nobody's ever said no to him. He just, and like his, he's quoted as saying, I am Saudi prince. I can do whatever I want and whatever. And they let him go. And I was like, man, that is a character, you know? Like, like I want to make fun of you. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Or bring him to light. I mean, yeah, in some yeah. ways, that's the role of comedy yeah, to, like the, to pull out the hypocrisies in society. Yeah, the, yeah. So I was like, there's a lot of truth to this guy where he comes from this place where, <laughs> I really feel like I'm doing nothing wrong and I can say whatever I want and I can do whatever I want. It's almost like as if you gave Borat a ton of money and just said, do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say. And so like all of like these like, it was yeah, a Borat real... had power, right? Because yeah, right. Borat's yeah. a really like low level, like he comes in not having money, all that. But... Yeah, like a low status. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I decided to go super high status and like, you know, uh, and I was like, it was a really big risk. Everybody was like, dude, I wouldn't do that. That seems really weird. It seems like you're going to bomb big time. And, <laughs> and I went in there and it just killed right off. The... Like Everybody just embraced it because it was like this guy coming from this place of innocence of like, I didn't know I couldn't say negress or I didn't know that I could, you know, call this person that or whatever. <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, they would be like, Saudi what did you feel about that? And I'm like, this is why we don't allow women to speak in my country or whatever, you know? And it's just, and people would just like embrace it and they loved it. And I was like, well, you know, there's, you know, some kind of truth. There's some kind of resonance with that. So it's, it's just taken off. People seem to like it. So it's been it's, fun. It's pretty hysterical. You guys yeah. can, you can watch on Periscope too. Uh, if yeah. he, right or oh no, not anymore. Yeah, these no, are the Comedy can. Central. Uh, no, it's still on Periscope, except for the Comedy Central tapings. They they Periscope all the live shows and stuff right. like that. And I actually do make a conscious effort to. There's two things I try to do with the character where um, I try to be somewhat socially responsible. Where. Um, I do try to, as much as he is a sexist and racist or whatever, uh, I try to write jokes that are, I do write, a lot of people think that it's all on the fly. I do spend like the day, you know, like thinking about, you know, these people are battling. So I try to make more kind of like clever jokes rather than just being blatantly racist or blatantly sexist or anything like that. And I do try to always come from a place of positivity, you know, like I'll say something like, I really like how 
this person and then it'll all kind of sneak an insult yeah i'll sneak an insult in as a compliment kind of a thing you know but it's like from his point of view you know this is you know whatever you know like i don't know i can't think of an example but yeah no i I did the roast battle in may 2016 i think that was before you were you were heckling no i think i saw (laughs) i I don't think i heckled your show but i think i saw it it was good i liked it (laughs) thanks thanks uh we're gonna take a break we are gonna take a break and then we come back we're gonna launch into uh our review of 2016 guys can we also put a cap on my pubic hair trimming habits Uh, I'm not, what? I'm what were kidding. they? I don't know. All right, wait, no, that's a weird. You know, all right. Moving on. Moving. We wanted to move on. My from philosophy that. is I was, do what makes you sexy. Whatever makes you feel sexy. As a guy, that's my opinion. I yeah. think I agree, yeah. Trisha. Oh, oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, do what makes you feel sexy. And but as what about, far as like dudes helping? Some dudes are into that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I kind of, I, I thought the it. same thing when you told me your story about your husband. As I'm like, I would be worried about cutting you, but if, right. but I've cut myself and I've lived, I've been fine. You know, so, like, <laughs> so if you were okay with it, I'd make you sign a waiver, at least give me some kind of verbal, <laughs> some kind of verbal okay, like you know, you're like it's unlikely yeah. that you'll be cut, but yeah. just in the event, case, please yeah. sign this piece of paper. I'll take every precaution. I'll use a new razor and you know, cream or whatever. <laughs> but in the likely event that I'm working with foreign materials here, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I okay. Well, I we're gonna we're gonna take a break. I just have to. I'm like uh, a victim of always having to like have the last button. I just I would say that I personally I just don't even want to worry about cutting. And I think that our beautiful bits down there are perfect the way they are. So minimal, but I don't cut minimal trimming. And I don't just, ever cut. I know you have a fear about it. She has I a do. fear about it, so she, she refuses to bring razor to to the vagina. I do. Whip. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I like it anyway. Okay, break, and we're gonna we can continue on this track when we come back and talking about actually 2016 and 2017, <laughs> and you know what we're gonna do with our pubic hair in the new year. Okay, <laughs> you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T, and I'm A. And you're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. And we're talking with Sina Medson, the delightful comic. Hello. <laughs> and Trisha Hirschberger. What's up? Uh, who you can find on YouTube doing a myriad of things. Yeah, I make the YouTubes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's talk about relationships. 2016. Yeah. Do you, okay. So, yeah. Do you guys have, um, when you look back on the year, what... Yeah, what the, I mean, what T and you, I, we've talked, we talk a lot about, we've I've got like a list of things, but like, what did you, is there anything that you learned about relationships or Trisha, you're married, um, or so marriage or sex or any, you know, yeah, what, what were the gems or successes or failures or anything that came out of last year for you guys? Um, well, I have, I have kind of a weird one. I, this year specifically was a more emotional year of growth than a physical year of growth for me. I, um, I was in a relationship that was one of those relationships where I knew from the beginning, I was like, this isn't going to last. Like, I just knew, I'm like, you're a great person. And this is a really weird thing because I think a lot of humans in general don't recognize this because I think women, you, you have to turn men down all the time and men are like, I don't get it, you know? And as a guy, you don't turn a lot of women down in general, especially when you say, I'm physically attracted to you, I want to go out with you. And then you meet them and you're like, you're a really great person. You're an incredible person. I really feel like you're the kind of person I want to have around and I want to be in a relationship with. But at the same time, you go, there's just certain things chemistry-wise or certain things just 
personality wise or that we're just kind of raised different or whatever where you go like it's just not gonna work as a relationship and I'm like I think you could be my best friend I think there's a lot of like there's a lot of there's a lot of connection there but there was enough for me to be like I knew right away I'm like I don't want to waste your time I just know that I mean whatever but her she was like I really love you I really see a lot of you know there's a lot here you know and I want to and I was like I'll if you see it I'm willing to you know, say I might have some walls up, I might have some biases, maybe I'm bringing my own prejudices into this. Let's give it a try, you know. And uh, so it was literally over the holidays last year. So it was like, we started dating around like June, July. But then um, it was like in the holidays when I said, you know, screw it. Let's all right, let's do this monogamously. Let's just I'll give you one because she, she was saying the reason we weren't working out was because I was dating other people while we were dating. And I was like, yeah, but I'm like, I just feel hard to commit to something that it doesn't feel right, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, that's the issue. She's like, that's the main problem. It's if you just commit to me, you'll see that this is going to work out perfectly. And it was a really turbulent year. Like it was like a really it's so hard to like love somebody and care for somebody so deeply, but at the same time, just fight and break up and get back together and just be like, I really love you and I don't want to let you go and, and have both of us feel that way. But then like every two weeks, it was just something else. And it was just, and a lot of the same fights over and over again. And finally, again, over the holidays this year, it was finally when we finally just were like, let's just pull the trigger on this. We got to stop it. We got to like save it's each not other. working. Yeah, we got to save each other from ourselves. And, you know, it was also, you know, one of the first things that kind of fell off was, you know, the sex, because that's when you're fighting a lot, that's kind of the first thing where you're like, you know, there's only so much angry sex you can have before you're like, <laughs> I, this just not doesn't feel like an, a release anymore. So I don't know. So I had um, I had an emotional uh, an emotional year where it was just kind of like I had to kind of learn that. Um, sometimes you have to hurt somebody's feelings that you really care about just to, you know, save both of you. I'm like, I feel like the nicest thing I can do for her at this point is to just leave her alone, even though that, that feels like the meanest thing I can do to her, you know, like she, she feels like, you know, like this is the worst and hardest thing you've done to me. And I'm like, I feel like in the long run, it's better for both of us, you know, like I just feel like I'm saving you. And also this is, you know, there is a clock on people's, you know, lives you know and and unfortunately in our society for women she's 40 you know and I'm like I don't want to waste your time I feel like I could drag this out for another two or three years and we'll just really end up hating each other but I'm like you're 40 and you're still beautiful go find someone that is right for you that will treat you the way you deserve to be treated and that doesn't make you jealous and things like that and Mm. and I'm like I I don't feel like me sticking around is the best thing I feel like the best thing I can do is just let you hurt for a little bit and then move on and heal and and whatever but so that was really hard for me was kind of accepting that so yeah that sucks yeah. i'm sorry you're dealing with that it, yeah it really is it's really kind of painful especially when you try to like you know in my business you try to be lighthearted and you know whatever and you're like yeah, yeah i want to have fun and i want to be and so dating was fun for that because it's like you know never have to really like you know emotionally feel down you know like oh i'm dating this girl but i'm also dating a couple other girls like casually so. dating yeah, yeah yeah so you break up with somebody you're like well that sucks you know she was cool but you know i'm dating a couple other girls so it'll be fine you know but yeah diversity but, exactly yeah diversify your portfolio but um <laughs> but um yeah so yeah it was, it was definitely kind of hard to kind of get the not like heavy there was two things that i really liked i i started booking a lot of work because i had the stability to be like i'm not spending all this energy looking for girls on tinder and going on dates and you know like all this time that I could be spending yeah, at the comedy club yeah I was like I'm like I've got someone at home I, I always told people I'm like I'd rather come home to somebody than come home with somebody you know like that's the kind of person that I am but uh so like I feel like in that in that sense you know having that support and that um focus taken away from my dating life I was able to you know move my career 
leaps and bounds forward and and it was amazing but at the same time um you know it also was kind of draining me and it, there was a lot of time when you know instead of going out to the comedy clubs i was at home you fighting know, yeah exactly fighting or dealing with the the aftermath of a fight you know and so i didn't feel like being social and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah so i feel like for me where i'm at in my life i think i gotta just kind of maybe put dating aside or you know find a stable relationship so. what stands out for me though in your situation is that um is that you knew from the beginning, you know, yeah. and I, maybe it's because like I kind of relate to this and what's happened with me over the year, but it's like you you knew you knew from the beginning yeah. where this relationship lied, lied, yeah. laid, laid was. I think yeah. laid. And um, yeah. well, I think I, you know, yeah. and then like you get you know, and then someone, so maybe her projections yeah. that like that she was putting into the relationship and like you know let's give it a try and it's just yeah. like that's what happens when you go against your I th- instincts i think you know? some people have this thing where it's not so much you i'm in love with as i don't want to be alone or i right. just want to be in love you know and you seem like a stable nice person or you seem like a good guy you know and i told like i said she, i she seemed like a great girl and i'm sure i seem like a great guy to her but i just could feel i'm like there's just something you not know right. like in our yeah. background or something that's just we just have different kind of philosophies on things that was it was enough to kind of create turmoil you know do you feel like the things that you that you fought about brought insight to your own emotions or about or even your own value system i mean things that so growth even though there's conflict well and that's the weird thing is the things that we would fight about like it was um i i feel like there's uh there's certain people that make you feel confident that make you feel sexy that make you feel like you know whatever and then there's certain people that make you feel like maybe insecure or maybe you know like like there's nothing wrong with this person but the way that maybe we started our relationship made me feel insecure we had a couple fights early on and things were said you know where we both still bring up you know and it's like you know where i'm and i'm like you know i'm like you said this about you know me wow so it left a firm imprint exactly yeah and so it's like this ptsd that kind of (laughs) follows you throughout the relationship you know and it's like well you know we were just dating at the time but you said something you know about this other guy or this you know whatever and now all of a sudden I'm insecure about where you're going when you're not you know or whatever and you know she's the same way you know because I didn't give her a monogamous relationship for like six months so now she thinks that I'm cheating and and I'm one of those people where I'm like I'm I'm 100% I'm never dishonest but you know she would want to go through my phone all the time and I would be like I'm an open book whatever you want to do but she would also look for a you know the, the biggest thing for me was we had the same fight over and over again if we have a fight and then we grow and we move past it. That's that's growth in a relationship. But when we have the same argument over and over again, I'm like, we're not growing. We're just having the same fight over and over again. Right, the, you know? the hurdle that isn't changing. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I think there was probably a similar break for me in my long-term relationship also. I, you know, I think you have a moment where you go, the, the, we're not seeing change anymore or growth. Right, yeah. right. Um, well, and I definitely. also, I mean, there's this also thing where I dated a girl before her for a couple of years where it was kind of the same thing um, where we never fought, ever. We never had a, dis- a disagreement. But I also feel like I never really got to know her and that might be why we fought. We never fought was I always felt like she was kind of like a like a the best way I could maybe describe her as a as a caricature would be like a pageant queen kind of a girl. Like it always <laughs> felt like she was on the surface, you know, like she was, you know, always were, you know, beautiful and cared about how she looked, but it was just, 
you know, we would just drink and have fun. And I never really felt like I got to know her. She wouldn't like, open up. Yeah, Some people are terrified of confrontation. Yeah. And, you know, oh, she totally was. And then yeah. you're in a relationship forever yeah. where you're never fighting, which isn't good either. Because exactly. then whatever issues are there aren't being brought to the surface. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like you don't fight with people you don't care about. You know, like I feel like you got to care about somebody enough to fight with them. But at the same time, if you're fighting all the time, then it's also not <laughs> yeah. a good place to be either. I well, really care about you. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, that's, why you don't, I, that's why you don't fight with the homeless person on the street you're like I don't care about you you can call me all the na- you know names you want to, what do I care yeah but I think it's interesting also that that those the, that there were the trigger words early in the relationship that yeah. caused the fights and I wonder I've been thinking a lot about that problem of you end up with this PTSD of of this person no matter how long you're together right when you're together for a long time more things build more things that leave you going they said this to me and I, you know, how can I forgive? But I I think the more you talk openly about how it affected you and the sooner you do it, I think then you can move forward on that, that front. I I think, I think you're right. But there is the thing where um, we did move forward, but there's certain things that like, there's nagging things that, you know, there's things that sit in the back of your mind. So like, Two examples for us, and I, I think maybe you guys could maybe relate. So, like, when we were very at the beginning of our relationship where I was like, look, I want to give you a committed relationship. But she was going on this all-expenses-paid trip to Europe to go, you know, have... Like, it was basically going to be, like... A party. Yeah, exactly. Like wow. she was Yeah, she was. She used to work for this lady that, like, was in charge of, like, fragrances or fragrance sales or something like that. So, like, this lady was like, look, I'm going to pay for your trip. Just come, be eye candy, help me sell, you know, help me, you know, be an assistant, basically, but just, be, you know, we're going to be treated like queens and, you know, whatever. And so I told her, I'm like, look, I want to give you a relationship, but I'm not in a place of trust yet where I'm like, I'm like, go to Europe and I'm going to just, you know, I'm like, why don't you just go to Europe and have fun and do all the and stuff you want to do? Commit. Yeah, exactly. And then you come back and we commit. And she was like, no, no, I'm going to be committed to you 100%. And then she started acting funny on the trip. Oh, and then, no. yeah. And, and then I'm like, I'm going like, I'm like, what I kept saying to her was, I was like, look, I want you to just go have fun. I'm like, I don't want to think about what you're doing. I'm like, just go have fun. Quit. And she's like, I'm, she kept checking in with me, like to like this point where I was like, like was, she was afraid is, of is betraying. crazy, but I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's well, so funny. a little, yeah. I, I think, well, and this is, yeah. brings us back to even our show's intention of, mm-hmm. of helping people to address patterns that I think people mm-hmm. feel they, they have to lock themselves into. Right. Yeah. And it, and I think, you know, you are the maker of your own experience. Yeah. So I think it just doesn't deciding... seem like she's being very honest with herself in any way. Exactly. Like even engaging in a relationship with you, yeah. not being really honest about where she's at and what she needs. And then, yeah. you know, I don't That's know. That's how yeah. it felt to me was I felt like I felt like she was trying to tell me who she was, but she wasn't showing me the same thing. You know, like what she was saying wasn't co- uh, coinciding with who she was, beha- like the behavior that or I was saying. maybe who you know? she wants to be. Exactly. Yeah. And, right. Mm-hmm. Right. and right, you exactly. know, not to give too much away about, you know, personal information about her, but she does have a very sordid past and a very um like the kind of past where uh, I, I really encourage her to get into therapy. I'm like, I think you have a lot of stuff you need to work through that I can't help you with. Good. And I um, think we all have a lot of things. And I was well, talking do, even yeah. for the holidays, like meeting with my dad. And I thought, you know, there's nothing, quote, wrong with my dad. Right. And I think a lot of people go, oh, something's wrong with me. And that's why I have to go to therapy. And I was like, no, no. but, you know, but I think he was in a a slowed down place, maybe feeling a little bored in life. And I thought, you know, therapy could be helpful because then you're bouncing off of someone. Yeah. I just want to, let's, uh, if you, I don't know, let's the 2016 okay. diversity of like, what do you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's, let's keep Lauren. it moving. Um, Trisha, so you've had a big year. Yeah, this was my real first year of being married was 2016. Yay. So 
yeah, yeah, it's super cool, super fun. Uh, like I literally January first of last year took off on my honeymoon. Wow! So, Congratulations! Thank Congratulations. you. Yeah, it's been cool. But um, I can certainly relate to everything you're saying <laughs> as far as dating because it took me uh, and my husband a long time to find each other. Uh, we're both in our 30s now and you know we didn't meet until we were in our mid 30s really and we did the LA dating scene which is a nightmare (laughs) for years and years and years and it's because I I do think in California here we're very pro therapy um, but I think that as people come here, they they sh- a lot of a lot of people who haven't caught on to the pro therapy thing yet probably <laughs> should because I think therapy benefits everyone. Yeah. And my husband and I always say the reason that we communicate so well is because we both went to therapy. We actually yeah. never went to therapy together or like couples therapy, yeah. but both of us separately on our own before we got to know each other had gone to therapy to kind of work through what yeah. are our issues dating? What yeah. are our patterns dating? How yeah. can I be a better communicator? Yeah. How can I work through issues and not bring them back up yeah. over and over yeah. and over in a yeah. relationship? And having an objective ear too, you know, someone that's not invested in the relationship to just listen to things as an outsider can, you know, help a lot. hundred percent. Yeah. So this, this was my first year of marriage and I'll be honest like where we are uh and how we communicate and how we work together it's the tits Mm -hmm. it's the best marriage is the tits Mm -hmm. Um, when you marry the right person yeah like I look back on past relationships that were long-term relationships and think oh my god if I had married that person my life would be miserable now (laughs) yeah um but like he and I we're just we're it sounds so not romantic but it's so romantic we are an efficient couple like that sounds so sexy to me. Like, it, like yeah. we work together so well. Yeah. He is a partner in every sense of the word. We are yeah. equals. We are partners, and life is awesome because of it. Yeah. So yeah, we went on our honeymoon. We went to New Zealand so we could go to Hobbiton. We're both big Lord <laughs> of the Rings fans. So I spent my honeymoon in the Shire, and it was incredible. <laughs> um, and then we came back and. Uh, moved way too fast we bought a house in that year and got pregnant in that year so first year um but again you know we didn't meet and start dating until our 30s so we're like like you were talking about there there is a bit of a clock on things whether we want third to be or not so we were like hey if kids is something we if kids are something we both really want which we talked about it and it is we're like we better get snapping on that um so we were fortunate enough to be able to get pregnant and uh yeah here we are with 2017 so 2016 was a building and learning year in that we took the stuff we had learned from therapy before and everything we had learned from our dating process and applied it to marriage in the way that you know it's funny because you get married and you're like all right well you know, it's not quite as easy to dissolve this now. So we better work a little bit harder to work through when there are issues. And how can we make that happen? And, you know, like you were talking about having not bringing up past argument stuff. That's that's a big one. That's been a big one. Um, And in, in one of our marriage prep courses, they actually said, you know, every time you say I'm sorry, follow it up with a do you forgive me? And yeah. that's really important because sometimes it's not just enough for the person who yeah. did the offending to be sorry. Yeah. You need to know that it's been resolved in some way for both partners exactly. so that you can move past it. Because yeah. if you don't really move past it, you're just yeah. sick of fighting, it's yeah. going to come back up. Exactly. Well, and I yeah. think the power of asking, do you forgive me, is that gives a chance for that person to reflect on 
what is it that I need? What is missing? What have have you not answered for me in a way? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Right? Cause, because because yeah. the other person's going, well, I did everything I can do. And then the person, yeah. you know, the person might totally. go, this is still bothering me. Yeah. And right. it's amazing how the minute you voice that, you go, oh, I have relief. Like well, I can right. see myself and, can and I can see you better. This yeah. is still bothering me. Why is it still bothering me? What do yeah. I need from my partner in order to make this okay. And having yeah. that reflection to yourself yeah. helps you to communicate better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also to to have to come up with that in a way also allows you to forgive. Like that forgiveness is a possibility. Yeah. Versus, you know, betrayal, we're done. I could never <laughs> yeah. move past this. Right. Yeah. And I think that right, I think there's this um hard line I don't know if we're raised that way but people kind of go the minute that betrayal happens I can never trust you again but the more the more road I walk in life the more you go betrayal is is the human experience and I think it's often that someone didn't meet my expectations and so I feel blindsided okay well then how do I adjust to you know being okay with yeah. Or I've, is this something I can't be yeah. okay with? And right. then you have to be honest with yourself about that. Yeah. I've made this analogy where uh, like trust is like a bucket on top of a hill or a levee, if you will. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a bu- it's a bucket. Oh, I love levees. Yeah. It's a bucket on top of a hill. And uh, and when it rains or when things are hard, you know, it fills with water. And that's where trust comes from. You know, like it builds with trust during like hard times and trying times or whatever. However, when it's broken it puts a hole in the bucket. And when there's a hole in the bucket, that water leaks out and you can't get it back in. And it gets harder and harder to fill that bucket the more holes you put in it. And it's like, and that's kind of how I've always viewed trust is I have a, I have a solid bucket for everybody that I meet because it's a clean slate, you know, but then when you put a hole in it, uh, it, it, it can refill again, you know, but you know, it takes, you know, going through stuff and, and, you know, you, you proving that, you know, that you are trustworthy and you are, you know, like somebody I can depend on. And then, but the more times you, it goes through that and then it, you put another hole in it, then it's like, it's harder and harder. In relationships, I think yeah. of like learning and adapting from yeah. the problem, right? And that, that kind of starts to heal it. Yeah. Steph, what, do we need to take a Let's mini take a break, break? And then we'll and come then... back and we'll share our TNA versions of the... <laughs> I mean, what, what's of going the on year. in our lives aside from levy sex? <laughs> yeah. Aside, from, yeah, aside from the flings, the things we've learned. What is there besides levy sex? There's <laughs> bridge sex. There's so many things. <laughs> um, uh, you guys can check us out on social media, TA Talk Sex, uh, at, at TA Talk Sex. And also... Um, and don't forget to get your questions in for the um, end of the month uh, advice show. You can email us at uh, advice at tatalksex.com. All right, uh, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm E. And we're back with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm E. All right, 2016, Cena, very dramatic. I know, sorry. <laughs> Actually, Trisha, dramatic too, in a way. I mean, it's just big, such yeah. big events. Lots of big yeah. adulting. Yeah. It felt like the year big was adulting. dramatic for everybody. Uh, yeah, way, right. You know? Dramatic, yeah. traumatic. It's all, yeah. you know, very <laughs> <laughs> similar. Right. 2016 for me, inverted. <sighs> Yeah, you know, okay, so in terms of relationships, actually, this didn't really come into focus until like the last quarter of the year. But when I really look back on the whole year, it was, this was a huge lesson, actually. Um, Very, very big. And I see how it's going to be carrying into into next year for me. But so for me, I saw a pattern that I, of like what I saw or think of as a healthy relationship and dynamic. And this extends to like, partners as well as friends and any dynamic that I have in my life but I saw that I had these people in my life that like I um 
I'm a very good and positive influence for them, right? I bring, like, let's just stick with partners for now, right? There's this one guy in particular I was dating, but um, but I'm a, like, I You're bring a, a lot of healing. I'm a healer is what I am, really. And so I bring a lot of healing. I bring a lot of joy. I bring a lot of positivity. And I'm like an infusion of goodness into their lives. And so it's really rewarding for me to get the feedback that I am the healer, you know, and like to have that effect on someone is what brings me satiation and satisfaction. But what happened is I saw this year that that's not enough because I wasn't getting, I was getting stuff back, but not what I really needed. And so I think the shift was seeing this, you know, and seeing that, Right. Like there, I just, you know, there was an imbalance felt of like, you know, a dissatisfaction was arising and actually Burning Man brought this on, brought this whole like insight on. And I'm like, wait a minute, like I'm totally out of balance in this. But it was really like it literally I was surprised at how much I really had to look deeply into my past relationships and see that as a pattern because I literally would tell myself I'm like yeah but no but that is healthy it's good for me to be a huge like if you're bringing someone healing positivity that's great well that's not wrong and it's like no it's not wrong but like come on Steph like what are you like what like you know you need stuff too and so for me I'm like being able to receive being able to receive yeah and it's also yeah go ahead well, I just, I was going to say, do you feel like in your relationships, you were more of like a parental figure than a partner? Like she was describing, like we're two partners that efficiently work together, but more so maybe you were kind of caring for somebody and taking care of someone or, or fixing somebody rather Ooh. than, rather well, than. no, not, not in like okay. a, not in like a, like I want to fix you. In fact, I never, I, I, I was actually verbally always saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to parent you. Like mm-hmm. I don't want, like I, mm-hmm. I was verbally saying these things. Yeah. But because um, I'm the same way, so the, the reason I said it, there. yeah, yeah, because I I say the same thing. I'm like I don't I, I don't want to be a parent, but I also mm-hmm. find myself uh, choosing relationships where I'm like this late this girl needs somebody good in her life, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna heal her, I'm gonna help her, I'm gonna help restore her faith in men. So the next guy she dates is gonna be, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, well, you know, there, whatever, you know. No, there I, is yeah. a power of seeing uh, when you can help someone though, yeah. like oh, there's sure. something I, I have information. The thing. On. Yeah. I think that's the thing that happened. Like, here's the thing. Like I'm a bright. Like I had to. Like let's be honest. I'm a really bright positive person i am a positive influence on many people's lives right and and this is part of this was part of the vision it was like or part of the insight was like okay like because i was like well they came across my path i met them you know they're in my life like fate divine whatever happened like they're there and so therefore and and they need this influence in their life so it just makes sense that i'm supposed to be the person to give that to them yeah but what i realized is, is like yes but everyone on your path Stephanie Mm -hmm. like you can offer all of you you know you can offer yourself to and be this influence so who are you going to invest in who's going to actually be able to be an equal and give back to you in a way that Mm -hmm. you really need Mm -hmm. so part of the insight was a seeing and acknowledging and being ready for more I think Mm -hmm. you know like really like I was getting satisfied on a more like um kind of on a very like emotional level like I don't know how do I say uh, uh, even on a sensual level like fancy dinners and joy lots of joy and love and and like fun but maybe a little surface right and but even deep I would even think like oh wow we have such great conversations and we do but when it really boiled down to it and actually I'll just be flat out like we were in this very awkward dynamic and this is actually really symbolic it's very like it was in front of my face but like 
he was exiting a relationship when we met. So the whole time we were dating, which was like almost a year, it was this whole like, you know, he's trying to, uh, he was still living with this woman, but it was very like, whatever, everything was in the air. So we're in love and kind of together, but he's, you know, got still tied, still dealing with that thing. And so what the way I really like the core fundamental way that you really need someone in your life or have a partner in your life. He wasn't, you know, he's not available for So it's just like, even symbolically, like it's like, it was so obvious, but um, it's like the dilemma of the giver because the giver gives or, or, you know, because they, they get something from it as well. You know, they, they want to give, they get some Mm -hmm. kind of joy from pleasing, but also when someone doesn't, you, you kind of keep like this subconscious tally of like, I've done this much for you and you've haven't, I haven't gotten as much back, you know, or I like, I'm not feeling the same back. I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but I, I know for myself, I'm a very giving person. I like to give, 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 give. And I get joy from that. But at the same time, there's a certain point where your mind goes, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> time. Your mind makes really cool noises. <laughs> it's actually my, my testicles that make that noise. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah, but your mind just kind of goes like, uh, I, I feel like I'm not I'm not being reciprocated, you know, or I'm not I'm not being satisfied mm-hmm. emotionally or, or mentally or something. Well, that's like the that, thing you know? is that I didn't see that. Like yeah. I, I wasn't like keeping tally yeah. in any way. Maybe I, and maybe that was a, a mistake. No, for sure. like that was the error. Yeah. Maybe is not. But that's the thing. Tally. Like I, I literally I feel like it's had subconscious. Yeah. yeah, I literally yeah. had this idea. Like it was that's what was so so crazy to me that it was so visceral and like so deep, you know, that like that you were. I mean, in a way, that, that is, that is there okay. an avoidance that you're accepting think, that? Well, I think I think you're right T that it had to do with receiving because Burning Man like what happened with Burning Man was it put me in different relationship with giving and receiving and receiving was very difficult and I had to really understand and go through some healing with receiving in order to be able to give in Burning Man and I think I carried that with me into life afterward right and so then all my relationship dynamics shifted yeah yeah. I think a lot of us don't feel like we deserve you know sorry but yeah we don't deserve good things or whatever you know like I think uh, I I don't know we we, we say that we do but I don't know it's uh, it's like this quote that I heard once know it until you experience it. I think it was like I've just been for whatever however it's like I was wired wherever I got this wiring wired to be in service yeah you know and Mm -hmm. and like I hear you and so now it's like no well I can be in service sure but but you're right now so now it's I feel like and I feel like 2017 is going to be really you know it's funny I receiving yeah yeah, I just saw my burning man lover and uh, (laughs) not to be confused with the levy sex (laughs) 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 Um, but uh, uh, and he actually listened to our episode about burning man and he my burning man lover did too was very embarrassing it struck a chord with him and this is months later right and he finally said you know you said something on the show that stayed with me and it was exactly this that that it was it was actually I t- you know I talked about when we were having sex and there was something that was like he's a very generous giving person his tendency is to give and so there was almost a wall where I wasn't able to access him mm-hmm. because he was in a way it becomes Just protective yeah. yeah yeah Prote- yeah and I'm going to give her what she wants and I'm yeah. like well I want what you want and that's going to turn me on yeah. and it's like what <laughs> Yeah. Right, and, it's, and I, I'm like, well, I want to have a conversation right. that's giving back and forth. And when I see you just giving to me, yeah, it it shuts me down. And so all of a sudden, he was confronted yeah. from hearing my, the podcast. It was like this truth that you know struck him in the stomach yeah. or in the core yeah. that like I do that. I'm always sacrificing myself totally to, to well, give. And if only we could talk to them the same way.
way we're talking openly to each other, you know, yeah. because I wish I could have these the things I'm saying now. I wish I could have said those things to my ex, but I couldn't because, yeah. you know, it's like the walls, or, you know, or the arguments. Well, yes. you kind of go, oh, yeah, mm. I should say that to, you know, yeah. I kind of told myself, well, after the show, I was going to mm. have the conversation with you because, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, you do want to. Yeah. They're hard to, to confront, but the minute you do, yeah. it's it changes everything. Can which I, talk it through. Can I? Just, I, I just okay. want to ask one question. How do you feel about compliments? Like, can you take a compliment? Because I feel like I feel yeah. like I can give compliments all day long, but I feel like when I I feel like this is kind of like a an analogy for the same thing, where it's like when someone gives me a compliment, all of a sudden I get a little, I'm like, thanks, you know, like I don't know what, how. I to think receive that's it, a you know? symbolic indicator yeah. Yeah. of how well you're able to receive. Exactly, and that's yeah. a good place to start, even for our listeners. Like if you if you're like I hate compliment, like when I get them, it causes anxiety. I'm like, that's yeah. check in with yourself because that means you're not. Yeah. Receiving. But I think there's other like this has been actually interesting you say this because I experienced this during Burning Man too and it's I've even seen a shift in this in compliment or whatever receiving compliments but I think you can also like for me I would receive them but in a very humble like oh no no thank yeah. you but you know yeah. what you know dismissive or sort you know, of dismissive like, yeah, right yeah. and so but at Burning Man mm-hmm. there were so, like everyone around you is like you compliment them and they're like. It was a new model. Like yeah. people would just stand up with their shoulders back and look at you in the eye and say, yeah. thank you. They yeah. would fully receive it. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I get it. Well, Brain <laughs> rewiring. I have to say for you me, know? I think it was acting classes because yeah. I remember in high school I had a problem with it and I learned, th- I would say that's one muscle I'm good at is yeah. uh, is receiving, but I, I wasn't always. And I think I did yeah. learn to to go, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, I, I am grateful and I put effort into that compliment. Like, you're giving it to me because I yeah. took the time to, to accept put it. on that outfit yeah. or, you know, whatever yeah. the fluffy yeah. compliment is. But yeah, well, I mean, sometimes we think that it's superficial, but sometimes someone's really trying to say, I see something that I admire in you or whatever. And we, you know, someone would say to me after a show, you're really funny. And I'd be like, oh, well, I wasn't that good tonight. You know, you know, I'm usually really funnier or, you know, this other guy's funny or I would like try to dismiss. <laughs> and it, it, for one, it, it insults the compliment. Compliment giver, yeah, you know, yeah. and they, they all of a sudden mm-hmm. feel stupid for complimenting you, and also it insults yourself. And I was going to say, how wonderful to go to a, a society where love is accepted, you know, where all of a sudden when someone does give you a compliment, like a Burning Man, you can accept it because love isn't this shameful, uncomfortable thing, you know, like it is in our society where we can talk all day about violence, but I can't talk about love or openness or attraction or anything like that without making somebody uncomfortable, you know, like. I don't know. I, I'm not even. It doesn't even love related, but just yeah. appreciation of, yeah. of an aspect of another human being. Um, T. Yeah. Oh gosh, checking in with me. Yeah. Well, I thought my my comment about this sort of confronting or speaking openly and honestly um, was of relevance. Like this experience with my Burning Man lover, and um, I the last two years I picked mantras that I would that I. I saw I needed work on and that were causing real problems in my daily life and my relationships. So the year before it was talk less, do more, <laughs> not to be confused with the talking of a show, but, <laughs> uh, uh, and I, and I started implementing that. And then this past year, um, it was, it was say what you're thinking because I used to edit myself a lot mm. and I knew exactly what I wanted to say very confidently and firmly. And I think when I would be confident and firm and the minute that, that it I, I would get nervous about the way it was landing on the other person, right? And I'd start going, I mean, if you know, and start using filler words. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I really pushed myself. If I was thinking about it, if I said it three times, that was like a bell would go off and go, oh, I have to call that person now and say exactly what I just said. And um, and even as dumb as, you know, I had a moment where a, a, a friend was asking me to like refer something to someone and 
and uh, and that other person didn't like him. And I and I I said, why is why does he keep doing that? And I said it to someone else. I said, it's like he wants me to whatever, but the guy doesn't like him. And I went, oh, I should just tell him. And he came back in the room. I said, he doesn't like you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I said, so I, you know, I can't help you. Like yeah. you need to heal that relationship. Yeah. You know. And it was like, wow. Yeah. And and then he was hurt, but he also acknowledged and understood. And then we were able to like move forward. And that was it. And I, and I felt yeah. so much better. And I wasn't carrying that shit on my shoulders at home, you know, <laughs> yeah. for days yeah. or weeks and talking about the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, We're so, afraid to hurt people. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's like the new muscle to practice, like yeah. the short term hurt for the long term good, yeah. which is what you were just saying in your relationship. Yeah. Well, also, I feel like just in L.A. in general, like and this is one reason I advocate therapy is I feel like I haven't had any like substantial relationships in L.A. because I'm, I don't think anyone's honest with me. And, you know, like I feel like people just, you know, sometimes I go home and I'm like everyone hates me because everyone's like phony nice to me you know Fluffy. and I'm like yeah and I'm like nobody has ever like you know criticized me or been nice to me or, or like just been like a real friend where they're like hey this is cool but you're being a dick or whatever you know like it's just so I have no idea where I stand with anybody I have no idea huh. what anyone thinks and it about keeps me. everything you know? on a very superficial that. level very much you, so. yeah. yeah yeah you know I get it you, you start to float kind of in the ether because you're yeah. you're not getting pushed either way you're not getting yeah. a polarity to respond to yeah there's no connection really like there's no depth to the connection you know and it feels very lonely after a while you're like god I don't have any kind of real friends like I had growing up you know back home yeah so. but real being when someone confronts you about something like a truth a, a truth. truth about you, mm-hmm. well, you whether it's good or bad yeah you can't be my friend if you're afraid of me or if you're uh, or if you're not at the very least honest with me you know if you're not gonna say what's on your mind or what you're thinking or feeling or whatever yeah so. well so that that was my 2016 was saying what I'm thinking and it had wonderful repercussions or yeah. I guess repercussions is a negative word usually it had Effects. wonderful ripples <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was very career focused, to be honest. And like you were saying, Sina, I had um, I had a, a lover who had other relationships. Um, he was already married and involved, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, and and they had an open dynamic. But I, he would sort of just pop into town and I and it became like a consistent schedule and I'd be like perfect I get my like fix of like a relationship but then I'm able to focus on mm-hmm. all these projects yeah. and um and as you know Steph you know it's like I we've we've made a ton of growth on our podcast super excited about that thank you for being the wonderful listeners that you are Yay. and sharing with us on social media that's been such a gift um but but that and you know I made a film and I wrote this pilot show that was like a semi-finalist for Sundance and so super laser focused and I think I'm rolling into 2017 with um, possibly getting into a real relationship again because I haven't done that in a good while. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, what's your mantra for 2017? I haven't like hooked it yet, but I think consistency keeps coming up for me emotionally. And I think what I mean by that is. Um, things come up all the time in your schedule and you're going to bounce off of your routine. But how quickly can I get myself back to the routine that I know allows me to thrive? Right. So that's the 10 minute meditation in the morning Mm -hmm. and the going jogging or, or, you know, getting the exercise every day, every other day um, without going, oh, but I was traveling for a month and I made this project and now like, who cares? I'm going to stay in bed for two weeks. You know, like how, you know, how can I, can I compress it to like one day response or turnaround kind of energetically? It's funny that my, my mantra that keeps coming up, it's not a mantra, it's just a word, but, but the, and more of the energy, but I, it's a, 
it's a, a proclamation. I feel like this year for me is proclaim. Like I keep hearing like proclaim, proclaim yourself, kind of like making space for yourself. But it's funny that it's interesting that I feel like it's totally, it's related to self-worth in a way, right? And actually receiving is related to self-worth, right? Too. So it's kind of interesting that it's all together, you mm. know? And so, um, yeah, proclaim. Like, like make your needs known? Well, um, um, I think it, it me it's a redirection of instead of receiving your value from outside in it's proclaiming your value for oh, me like yeah, this it. is who i am this is the i the value i find in myself my relationships my whatever like this is how i see it and going from and this is and standing behind it and going from inside out and actually if someone's yeah yeah, if someone's not offering you what you think your value is then not endeavoring down that road yeah Yeah. and kind of i think that resonates totally and that's another thing too is letting go like i like understanding that if i'm going to go down this road where i'm picking and choosing wisely who i'm investing this wonderful energy into it's being okay and letting go with the 50 other people who i could have you know that are really Mm -hmm. beautiful like beautiful people beautiful dynamics beautiful ways to help but it's just not i can't do all of it you know right for you it's not right right for you so to be able to let go and of those possibilities that aren't committing fully loaded with um like a full dynamic, a yeah. full reciprocal dynamic. Mm, so, yeah. Love that. That's great. Yeah. yeah. A good reminder. I mean, I think we talk about it on the show in general, which is knowing what you want and then giving that. Trisha. Um, I'm, I might steal yours. Proclaim is so good. Um, I mean, the hardest thing for me moving into this year isn't so much a relationship thing, although I do think that parenting will bring all of its own new <laughs> challenges, and I'm sure we'll fight about a ton of things that we think should be done different ways because we're different people and we were brought up differently. Um, but I, I think... I also focus a lot from a career standpoint on judging your worth from the outside in and how productive you are and what other people think of your work. And Mm. I've had to scale back on that a lot recently, being that I'm near the end of a pregnancy. I physically can't work as much as I want to. um, And that's probably only going to get worse (laughs) as I get closer to my due date and as I have a newborn infant to take care of. Just realistically will I be able to fly to Boston to do a two-week gig no no I will probably not right Um, but being able to say that my worth lies in all of these other things I am doing as opposed to how I'm used to judging myself or letting other people judge myself I think that's going to be my main focus for 2017 is just being at peace with and being truly proud of what I am offering to the world yeah beautiful beautiful Yeah. Um, To add to what you were just saying, by the way, um, and I I hope I'm not being too forward. uh, (laughs) You you know how we all kind of have first impressions. You know, I just met you two seconds ago. One of the first things I heard you say, you you sat down and you were like, I'm going to put my big fat ass in this chair. And I looked at you and I was like, really? You think I'm like... (laughs) Um, I no, would, not really. Well, I, I mean, I know, I know that we make jokes, but I mean, it's like uh, you know, words are powerful, and I think you're fucking gorgeous. Like, I mean, I know gorgeous. you're married, I'm, yeah, gorgeous, yeah. pregnant, pregnant and lady. I didn't know you were pregnant until you said it. I thought you had a little tummy. I'm serious. I was like, I'm like, this girl's curvy. She's beautiful. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. So I didn't. I when you call, Cena's winning right now. He's I know. Totally 
totally winning. winning. No, I just, it, just I, it was literally like I spent the first while you guys were all talking. I was just sitting there going like, she thinks she has a fat. Ass. <laughs> anyway, but um, um, anyway, uh, mine I think would be uh, I deserve happiness. Like I feel like uh, we all say that, but I feel like I I do things and and behave in a way where, you know, like I've. You know, like you go to an audition and you look at you look at the other people and you're like, oh, you know, that guy's taller than me or that guy's better looking or, you know, like I, I'm not. Why am I going to get this part? That guy's way funnier than me or whatever. And I've I've started to be more OK with allowing myself to say I've been doing this for like 15 years and I des- and I've had success. And the times that I had success was when I stopped you know, overanalyzing myself and, and, you know, kind of being down on myself or whatever. And, and it hurts your relationships and it hurts your career and it hurts everything around you to say that, you know, I don't deserve this. Someone else does, you know, someone, someone's more deserving mm. than me. And it's like, no, I do. I do deserve happiness. I deserve a good relationship. I deserve to have good friends. I deserve to have a good career and, um, and kind of not using negative language, like, you know, saying I'm sorry over and over again, rather than just saying like, you know, thank you for, you know, accommodating me or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. rather than saying, you know, I'm, you know, so like I, I used to do this all the time. Like I bump into somebody and be like, I'm sorry, rather than say, excuse me, you know, or whatever. Right. And it's like, right. why am I lowering my status? Like why, you know, I'm not a beta a male. Bump in. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Yeah. It's you, you do these things and you kind of become beta, you know, right. in your life day by day by just little things that you do and say, and you next thing you know, you're staring at your feet all the time. So now I'm like, you know, make eye contact, be, you know, don't be afraid of who you are. Don't be, you know, ashamed of anything. Just, you know, if you make a mistake, apologize and move on and, you know, stop being... Well, I look beautiful. forward to seeing how our lives uh, turn out <laughs> in the next year with all these beautiful, <laughs> these beautiful things. God, it's so rewarding to do that reflection and then kind of what we want in the new year. Yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, listeners are wonderful <laughs> uh, people who who check in with us. Um, write us about what you guys are going to do this year. It's such a good exercise to like work that muscle and know what you want out of it. So exactly. Yeah. Um, Email us at advice at TA Talk Sex. Um, yeah. Or on Instagram at TA Talk Sex. Um, and you guys can find Trisha Hirschberger on your channel. Uh, yeah. You can you can find me on uh, YouTube or Twitch slash Trisha Hirschberger. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, that girl Trish with no I in the girl. So that girl Trish. Girl. <laughs> and uh, I presume there'll be some uh, baby photos shortly. So yeah, look yeah, to that. there'll be some. Well, I, we haven't decided how public we're going to make his life. All right. But yeah, yeah. There'll, there'll be some nods for sure. Okay. Well, we're really excited for you in <laughs> 2017. You. And Cena, people can find, obviously, you performing the Saudi Prince on Comedy Central's Ooh. Roast Battle. Sunday. But 11, yeah. also, you have um, a website? Or I have what's... a website, sexycena.com, because nobody can spell Amundsen's, so I figured I'd do alliter- alliteration. <laughs> I did this boudoir shoot or whatever, so the photos are hilarious yeah. if you haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sexycena.com uh, Sina S-I-N-A S-I-N-A yeah that's right and um, I started a Twitter for the Saudi prince because I figured he's more famous than me anyway so that's uh, <laughs> at SaudiDuty.com or at Twitter at SaudiDuty or whatever so. awesome yeah. awesome and um, if you guys want to follow me on this crazy wild ride that I'm about to go on for uh, my trip to Europe um, you can go to stephanieallen.com and find a uh, uh, sign up for the newsletter and also find it for social media. There. Can we can we keep a tally of how many couches turn into 
beds. Lovers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Couches turned to beds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually host a couch surfer and he was, he like walked in the door and he's like, you know, on a motorcycle tour and like had his helmet under him, like tall, strapping, mm-hmm. handsome man. I'm Hello. like, Hello. Oh my God. Couch surfer. <laughs> I, can I say, I get embarrassed by those moments because I go, it's just too obvious. <laughs> It's just too obvious well, actually, that we're gonna fuck. No, but I, I, I was going out of town <laughs> that no night, nuance. so he was gonna be here alone. I know it didn't happen, but, uh, but it was fine. Lovely man. But um, we have to get note, Trisha out. We she do. Has she has to do some way. baby stuff. <laughs> I know. Uh, Darn it! It's been wonderful catching up with everyone, and we look forward to <laughs> thank you guys uh, for being on. It's yeah, been thank having you. you. Thank Talking you again next week, and again the end of the month advice episode. Uh, Ask TNA. You can send in any kind of questions you want about relationships, sexuality, anything we can help with. If we don't know the answer. We will research it for you. So uh, write us at advice at tatalksex.com. And you are listening to the first episode of 2017 with TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A.